Good morning, everybody. Glad to be with you this third Saturday in October 2023. My name is Ed Samuel. I'm a career coach with a firm called Sam Nova, and this is the Optimize Your Career program. Today's program is sponsored by Follower of One Missions Reimagined. That's Follower of One Missions Reimagined. For those tuning in for the first time, I'm on at 8 a.m. Eastern Time every Saturday morning for 30 minutes to give you career advice, tips, ideas, answer questions, just about every facet to help you or someone you know optimize your career. Now, my apologies on last week's program at 8. The topic was answering the unanswered questions during an interview. We had some technical challenges that ultimately had to rebroadcast our session uh, at 2 p.m. last Saturday. But for anyone who missed it, please go to the 1180 AM WFYL website and click on podcasts. Then go to optimize your career program and you'll see the podcast dated 1014. There you can listen to the program in its entirety. And we'll tell you, for everyone who has heard it to date since last Saturday, I've gotten dozens and dozens of positive feedback about last week's program, some saying it was invaluable in helping them prep for their next interview. So please give it a listen. So back to our firm is based in Kenneth's Word, PA, an hour west of Philadelphia. And we serve clients across the USA. We help those who are working or in job transition who want to advance or optimize their career in some way. We've now coached more than 900 clients to date. We've written, revamped, and edited well more than 2,000 resumes and conducted 950-plus career assessments and consultations. Our aim is always to help people get to that better place, whether it be more money, more happiness, better alignment to values, maybe shifting to something completely different. Maybe it's even bringing a form of second income. But all in all, we continue to be very busy uh, with calls and requests almost daily across the U.S. asking us for career help. Surprisingly, most of our calls are people who are working. Even though there's a lot of people in transition, people that are working still want to move forward with their career. It's a really dynamic market. A lot of people get a let go and People wanted to leave companies, and maybe that's the reason why. That is the reason why there's so many job openings out there. So this morning, I'm going to talk about something that people struggle with all the time, and it's, and it's called the art of quantifying results, the art of quantifying results, and how it applies to your resume and how it even fits into your ongoing career while you're working. And whether you just got back to work or whether you've been working a little while, a long while, I think what I'm going to say this morning really applies to everybody. And, you know, when it comes to resumes, there's two common mistakes made all the time. The number one I would tell you is people will mix in accomplishments with responsibilities. It's kind of mixed together. And then sometimes it's listed in bullet form, but it's a mix of both. The accomplishments really don't stand out because they're mixed. But here's the number two mistake that's made. When I do read an accomplishment, it's not quantified in any way. And we're going to talk about ways to quantify. Now, I've gone on record many a times saying an activity or a responsibility listed on a resume has absolutely no value at all. None. But when you quantify it, value emerges. So it's so important that you don't try to make an argument about your value when people can't understand what that value is on a piece of paper. It sounds simple, but it's not necessarily easy for many people. Now, before we kind of get in ways 
to quantify. I really want to talk about these two applications, right? And one of them is that resume itself. And when I look at the first page of a resume, I want to see the value jump out at me in a way, in a way where I could almost anticipate how much money I should pay somebody or how much you should get paid. And when that value is not stated in any way, you have really hard time trying to understand it. But if you do it well, you can get a pretty good feel instinctively that this person's worth fifty thousand, this person's worth a hundred thousand, this person might be worth five hundred thousand, this person might be worth over a million dollars even. So that value on that first page is a way for people to get a feel. We're out of the gate. Are we talking about, you know, what are we talking about? Now, here's the other reason that quantification becomes a challenge, or if it's not done well. And I say this to clients all the time. You stand in an interview with somebody, and somebody looks at your resume, and he says, okay, I see that you led a project. Wow, that sounds pretty interesting. So what did it result in? I see that you were the plant manager. What did it result in? I see that you taught classes in sales leadership. Great. Tell me more. Can you talk? And a lot of times what happens is that, you know, you're at that interview and they say, well, what was that result? I increased sales. Okay. And now you're at the interview. The person looks right at you and says, by how much? Now, if you come back during an interview, what are you going to say? Well, I'm not sure. It was too long ago. Just don't know. Don't remember. Well, I think it could have been, you know, at least a million dollars. So in all that kind of a response conjures up by the interviewer, Hey, this person doesn't understand their value. Yet they want me to hire them, pay them money because they're going to bring me value, but they cannot articulate their own value. So this notion of quantifying results on resumes, it goes far beyond just the resume itself to attract you to someone. But then when you get into an interview and they press you, it's not good. It's not good. And I also always say, and and maybe because of my interviewing experience. I've hired a lot of people in my 30 years in corporate. When value's not stated, and I'll talk from a recruiter's standpoint, I promise you people do not look at that statement and maximize you. Wow, they must have done hundreds of of classes. Oh, it must have been tens of millions of No, people will sit there and say, wow, you must not have done too much. And it couldn't be more wrong. But don't think People maximize you. People will tend to minimize you unless you state the facts. And look, one of the other reasons people don't quantify, I've heard this many a times. Well, Ed, uh, you know, I don't want to brag. And see, you know, bragging is the spirit in how you say it to somebody, right? With your nose up in the air or how you say it. But if you close $10 million, a million dollars, or you taught 100 classes, or you did, you worked with 3,000 customers a day, in a retail store. There's no bragging about it. That's just the fact. So we always have to get out of our heads that stating fact is not bragging. It's the value that you brought to the table. Now, here's the other thing. Let's say you're working. Let's say you listen to this program. Well, Head, I've been working for five years. You know, I don't worry. I don't have to worry about relationship maybe because I'm working. Everything's great. Let me tell you something. I couldn't tell you how many people I have helped. Personally, have helped as a career coach quantify value in their existing jobs that has that they were able to then put on an internal resume that they were able to then use as an argument during an interview that ultimately led to a promotion. And some of these people were in jobs for years and years and years, going nowhere. But as soon as they started letting their higher ups know of their value, guess what? Uh, they became more important, and they became 
and you become more confident. Don't think this notion of qualification on your resume is only for those who are in job transition. Yep, it applies for every single person that's working today. And by the way, I just counseled uh, a person this past week where they were going in for their performance appraisal. Same thing, performance appraisal, while how you're quantifying your successes to your boss. This person wasn't even thinking about doing it that way. Well, here's some things that I did. I said, well, well, did you quantify it? No. Show me what you're going to send your boss. I looked at him and I said, no, 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 no. That's unacceptable. You have to quantify. You're just assuming your boss remembers all these things. And you could do a lot of things that your boss assumes is left and you're doing right. He's thinking it's five and you did 15. But see, this is all part of you moving your career forward, managing your career. This is an aspect of managing your career. So again, you quantify because it's a great thing to do on a resume to get you to another place. We quantify also an internal resume or to help you with your performance. And one more point before we go into a couple of examples here and I start working through ways to quantify. Some people will say, hey, Ed, this was 15 years ago. I don't remember. And Ed, it was 10 years ago. I don't remember. Now, I've gotten some people say, hey, yeah, that was a couple of years ago. I don't remember. Now, that's a little bit of a problem all by itself, which we could say for a different talk. But please understand, no one really goes back to your boss 15 years ago and say, now, Jim or Sue said she stole, you know, you know, to, you know, 800 clients that year. Is that really true? Nobody does that. So what I want you to think about is just guesstimate and be conservative. So I'll go back and say, well, how many customers did you sell to 15 years ago? And then we take we kind of talk about the job, the role that you were in. And I said, well, do you think you did one a month? What do you think? Was it a hundred a month? Well, when I think about it, it was I know it was more than one, Ed, but I don't think it was a hundred. It was probably more like 20 a month. I say, good. Let's take 20. Let's multiply it by 12. And then let's multiply it by the five years you've been there. That comes up with the number of clients that you've helped on a monthly basis, new clients that you've helped every single month since you've been there in five years. You, you see, guesstimating is not bad. Just see your conserv- Just be conservative about it. If you've saved money, be conservative. If you increase market share, be conservative. If you've increased revenue, be conservative. But don't just throw something out there that makes no sense. You have to think about it a little bit. And maybe because I'm a former CFO, and a third of my life I've been in finance, it's easier for me to help pull this out. But I could tell you the resume writers that work with me and my firm, we've gone through this a hundred times, hundreds and hundreds of times. And certainly uh, in my book called Optimize Your Resume, chapter six talks about ways to quantify. But I'm going to talk about some of those ways now so that you start to get a feel for things that you can do on your resume or if you're working. It starts with if you're responsible for producing something, you can quantify how much did you produce that day, that week, that month, that quarter, that year. But think about your production, something that you do all the time, quantify that activity. Many times I'll say to a client, well, if you think about your day, your your week, your month, how much of one thing, what, what do you do the most of? And if you think about what you do the most of, quantify it. Now, Sometimes I'll be working with people in retail, and we have a store that people go to, I guess it's primarily east of the Mississippi, uh, on the east coast called Wawa, W-A-W-A. And I'll work with uh, a client's son or daughter who happens to be working at Wawa, and they're trying to advance their career. 
But I'll say to the I'll say to them, well, how many customers do you see each day? How about a week? It's staggering when you see how many people, uh, how many customers people in retail see at a really, really good chain every single day. But then you value that. See, you say, well, I'm a cashier at Wawa. That's what's on the resume. And if we get done talking about it, you know, I service on average 3,000 customers every day as a cashier. See, now you went into value. Now, sometimes people will get stuck a little bit, and I'll say to them, it was like the biggest initiative that you led. They use the word initiative and work, you know, on purpose. But what's the biggest initiative? What was the biggest project? Talking about what did it actually result in? Not that you just did it. What did it result in? What was the impact? You know, one of the easiest ones that's mentioned a lot on a resume is, hey, I did X and I reduced costs. We look at our clients. We say, well, how much did you save? I know you saved, which is great, but how much did you save? And again, go back to what I said earlier. People minimize you. They do not maximize you. If they say you saved money, well, it must have been, you know, a thousand dollars. Sometimes you look at that and say, well, a thousand dollars. Then you, and then you ask your client and you start tr- pushing and pushing. Well, how much did you save? Talk to me about it. Well, we, we were able to reduce this one role. Well, okay. What was the rule? Well, this was an analyst. How much do you think the analyst makes a year? Well, 60,000. Did they get benefits? Yep. Okay, let's add on another twelve thousand. So what you're telling me is that they so they saved eighty two thousand dollars a year because of your efforts. Well, they never thought of it that way. Well, because of your efforts, so you know it's at least eighty two thousand. Where else did you save? See, coming up with savings, you have to have to sit there and just talk it through. Now, if you're in marketing, we work with a lot of people in marketing, and one of the hallmarks of a marketing critical success measure is, let's say, you're marketing a product, a service. The, what's your market share? And because of your efforts, how much more market share did you increase by? And again, on a resume, you don't want to say, well, I was responsible for X product that we increased market share. That's unacceptable. Did you increase it by 10%, 50%? It could be a huge, huge factor in terms of exposing that product to service to a greater market that's all that yield much more revenue to the firm, but you have to be able to articulate it. Now, if you're dealing with, let's say, hard products where there's a cost basis for the product is this is what we sell it for, this is what it costs, there's a margin, how much did you increase the margin by? In some cases, people work on projects and there's improved cash flow. Well, what's improved cash flow? It simply means we're collecting more money now that we used to because of the efforts that I put forth. Well, how much more cash flow came in? It used to be X, and I think we've increased it by Y. Let's talk about that more until we understand a dollar amount. Now, in sales, highly problematic, highly problematic, and I see it. When I see a resume and I see somebody working in sales 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you say you were the top producer, or you achieve your sales goal. And then I say, well, what's the number for the resume? Well, I don't remember. That's unacceptable. You're in sales. You better remember because that's your ultimate value. So it's kind of like a resume that can really highlight in dollars, apply revenue achieved for any given job, for any given year. That should be expected. And, and when you're presenting a resume and you don't have any of that quantified at all, I remember one resume I worked on for a person. They were in healthcare and they didn't qualify. 
And this was one of the most prolific salespeople in the medical device arena. Unbelievably talented. Just a, a dynamo. And this person did not quantify what they sold. Well, the net of the story is after spending hours together, we actually spent a day together, a whole day. And it's a different story for a different time. But I'll tell you what ended up on the first page of that resume was $3 billion, $3 billion, $3 billion of sales that this person brought to the table. Now, can you imagine there's a resume with no nothing listed at all? And then the next resume that we come up with has $3 billion. What do you think this person's ROI is when look at by a recruiter versus the resume that was left blank? Now, if you talk about a lot of people in IT that we work with, and if you're a project manager and, you, and your life is managing projects, you have to be able to know how many projects do you, did you do this year? How many ongoing projects did you do? What was the budget for the highest project, the biggest project that you worked on? What percent of time did you come on to get the budget? What percent of the time were you on time? Now, there are some roles. And again, all this quantification changes. It ebbs and flows based on the type of job that you're in. But there were some people who said, well, and I did this work. And I, you know, I don't know if we, we, we earned more money. I don't know if we've increased cash flow. Don't know if it was more productive. I don't know if we increased market share. But one thing I do know, Ed, I reduced risk. Beautiful. They'd state that, but how much risk did you reduce? How did we quantify that? And sometimes, if you, depending on the, uh, the role, you could reduce risk in such a way that it's so substantial that the finance people, right, the CFOs, the treasurers of the world, they could actually reduce what's known as the reserves that they have to set aside to cover potential risks. And when they reduce those reserves, what does that mean? It means more cash that the company will have access to because of your efforts. If you're an internal audit or any kind of audit, for that matter, one of the questions that we'll ask, well, how many audits did you do this year, last year, or in that job? You'll know, you'll figure it out. Was it one or was it 50? Was it 30? And by the way, of the audits that you did, tell me the, how many significant findings did you come up with? Now, if you were audited by an external firm, let's say somebody came in, they're auditing you. How many audits did you actually pass? Now, I've had some people do some amazing work, and they were audited once a year for 15 years. They passed every single one, but you would never see any of those numbers, and you would never know. I look at that resume, and I'll throw one more out here because I could go on for hours, I think, because it's so important. If you're producing new products, how many new products did you launch? How many new products hit the market, and what was the impact on the revenue? You know, was it 100,000? Was it 500,000? Was it a million? And just leaving something like that blank on a resume really, really hurts the clogs. So I'm going to close because we're just about out of time, but hopefully this is giving you some idea how to quantify and why. And working on your resume, I mean, and you're having a hard time doing it. That's one of the reasons you want to hire a resume writer. It's one of the reasons you might want to call us because this is what we do. And I promise you, when you look at a Sam Nova resume, things are quantified. So we're just about out of time. For those new to the program, I did publish my first book called Optimize Your Resume Do's and Don'ts. It's available on our secure website, and we pick up the shipping costs. Go to our website, samnovainc.com. That's S-A-M-N-O-V-A-I-N-C.com. Click on Resume Services, and there's a drop-down. You can also order it on Amazon. And we also, a couple of weeks ago, 
put out our uh, the book on uh, audio, and it's already on Kindle. So you have three ways to get the book now: hard copy, Kindle, and audio. We have well, well, more than five hundred plus positive comments on the book. Every Monday at five p.m. Eastern time, I'm on LinkedIn Audio Live, focusing on career, faith, and purpose with Charlotte Taylor, a friend and career coach and resume writer based in Florida. Please connect with me on LinkedIn, and you can see the posts that I put out there just about every week. Just go to my LinkedIn and look for my post, and you'll see it out there. You can register for the event, and then you'll be notified. If you're not already connected with me on LinkedIn, just Google my name, Ed Samuel, Career Coach. I think I'll be on that first page, and you'll see me right there. Connect with me. I have close, very close to 27,000 first connections on LinkedIn. So please join me on the next Optimize Your Career program on October 27th at 8 a.m. I will be discussing AI and your job search. AI and your job search. So this is Ed Samuel, Career Coach with Sam Nova. If you'd like to reach us, feel free to go back at our website. You can book a free consultation or call our main number at 610-274-8214. So make it a great Saturday. Wishing you and yours a great weekend. Stay safe and God bless.